0: Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday, the 12th of October. In your Squeeze today, eyes on Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearings, North Korea shows off its missile might, the 2020 Nobel Peace Prize, and a whole lot of sport. This is your Squeeze today. Starting today over in the US, and it's another big day, Donald Trump's nomination for the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, will face the Senate Judiciary Committee. This is the start of the process to have her appointed. Claire, this one, like all appointments to the US Supreme Court, is political and even more so given the US is just weeks from an election.
1: No president has ever tried to get a judge confirmed to the Supreme Court this close to an election. So we're really in uncharted territory there. The focal point will also be drawn to the debate between traditional Republican and Democratic values because Amy Coney Barrett is a staunch conservative and there'll be lots of discussion about her positions on gun law reform, abortion and many more things.
0: As to the process, it's going to be done in a flash, really, and that's because the Republicans are trying to get Barrett's nomination approved and have her sworn in before that election. So between Monday and Wednesday this week, Barrett will face questions from senators, and that'll cover her views on everything.
1: And then it gets into a political discussion between members of that committee and then to the broader Senate. The idea is probably by the end of next week, there will be a vote in the Senate on her appointment. That's likely to get through if it all goes smoothly because the Republicans, which is Donald Trump's party, has a majority on both the committee and in the Senate.
0: As you wrote in the Squeeze Today email today, Claire, if the times have taught us anything, though, it's never to assume. (laughs) That's exactly right. To our politics and a bit of talk about how last week's budget has landed with voters. And it seems like those polled certainly
1: liked what they saw. There's a boost there for the Morrison government primary. Voting intention rose for the coalition from 43 to 44%. Labor maintained its share of that primary vote, though it's stable at 34%. When it comes to questions, though, about the budget, 42% of voters said that they believe that it would do good for the economy compared to about 20% who believe that it would deliver a bad result. And on the most popular measure out of the budget, personal tax cuts, that's backed by about 90% of coalition voters and almost 80% of Labor voters.
0: Scott Morrison was in Queensland over the weekend and on the campaign trail with opposition leader Deb Frecklington. Of course, there's an election in Queensland on the 31st of October. Heading over to North Korea now, Claire, and Kim Jong-un over the weekend held a parade. There was a lot of attention on the weapons that were on display. There were no journalists or foreign analysts at that big parade,
1: but looking at the video stream, analysts say that they believe they've unveiled a massive new long-range ballistic missile, the type that could reach from North Korea to the US and to other nations, of course, looking at Europe as well. They're so big they had to be towed by an 11-axle launcher vehicle. When you think about it, our normal semi-trailer is about four or five axles. So these are really big machines. Kim Jong-un has been trying to get the attention of Donald Trump for the last year or so. He wants to restart talks about lifting sanctions. That hasn't been successful because Kim hasn't made much progress on that denuclearising program. And of course, the launch of new long-range ballistic missiles shows that he's actually developing his nuclear capacities.
0: Megan and Harry are two people we haven't spoken about much of late, but they have done an interview with a podcast called Teenager Therapy over the weekend. It's been talked about a bit.
1: Yeah, marking World Mental Health Day, they spoke to that podcast. What Megan said is that she is the most trolled person in the entire world in 2019. That's what she says experts told her. And she said that that was something that's almost unsurvivable and to cope with it. She's had to put in place all sorts of strategies, including keeping a journal.
0: Those who closely watch All Things Royal say the interview provides a bit more, a few more clues maybe, Claire, into the Sussexes' decision to quit royal life earlier this year. The Nobel Peace Prize has been announced, Claire. It goes to the World Food Programme. What the Nobel Committee said
1: was that there was a need to put a spotlight on that program and also a spotlight on the issue of hunger and its use as a weapon of war and conflict. Also, during these coronavirus times, we know that there's a number of countries that were already on the edge that have been pushed further towards hunger, places like Yemen and Syria and South Sudan. The World Food Program is headed by a guy called David Beasley. He's actually a former Republican governor from South Carolina, who was nominated by Donald Trump, who we know isn't a particularly great big United Nations fan.
0: Yeah, a little ironic. And that's because the World Food Programme is a program of the United Nations. Sport Claire. there's plenty of it, starting with the French Open. And this morning, Raphael Nadal has beaten Novak Djokovic in straight sets. That's his 13th French Open title. And a lesser known name took out the women's over the weekend, Iga Svartek. She
1: beat the American fourth seed, Sophia Kennan, and that was really an amazing result. Uh, she's a 19-year-old. She was unseeded. She's ranked, I think was ranked in the 50s in the world. Uh, and she said she was a bit out of practice when she went to claim a trophy. She hadn't won, won a tournament for a couple of years.
0: She's only 19. Plenty Better get in practice. Yeah, she looks like exactly. a name of the future. Dylan Alcott, the Aussie champion, also won his second wheelchair tennis title. And Claire, because it's. The that time of year, and it's been a year of wondering if we'd ever get any sport, let alone finals. I'm going to run through where we are at. Mm-hmm. Starting with the netball and the West Coast Fever convincingly beat the Sunshine Coast Lightning yesterday, so they're into the grand final against the Melbourne Vixens on Sunday. In the NRL, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Canberra Raiders progress with wins over the weekend. And also noteworthy is that in the NRLW, the women's comp, we now know that the Brisbane Broncos will face the Sydney Roosters in the grand final. That's still one round away though. In the AFL, Richmond and Geelong are through and there's more Claire, the rugby, the blood is low can't not mention it.
1: Yeah, one really for true rugby fans. They saw some glimmers of hope there. The Wallabies tied with the All Blacks yesterday in Wellington, a really wet affair there.
0: The first game under new coach Dave Rennie. Game two is this Sunday. And to round out all the sports news, Lewis Hamilton won the Eiffel Grand Prix overnight.
1: Yeah, and it's an incredible result for him. He is now match Michael Schumacher's record of 91 Formula One wins.
0: And let's finish on someone who should definitely consider a sporting career, and that's Macy Curran from Texas. Well, basketball,
1: it seems, could be a good one for her. Probably I so. netball. I reckon she'd be pretty good at. You know about a Texan, <laughs> I don't think she'd even know what netball is. Probably right. not. Uh, she has broken a couple of records for the tallest woman and the tallest teen. She has legs that are very, very long, and she has a really positive body image story as well.
0: Her legs are 53 inches long. That's about 134 centimetres. When I tap that into Google convert. (laughs) (laughs) And make up about 60% of her height. So, yeah,
1: incredibly long legs. The email subject line on a Monday, Claire. What have we got? I've got one of the ultimate pump up songs and that's "Turned Down For What. It's a DJ Snake and Lil Jong song. Of course, those going into that big uh, confirmation hearing this week will be pumping themselves up, I reckon.
0: I think that's a good way to start a Monday. Let's do it. Let's pump up. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into the Squeeze Today podcast. And thank you to everyone who completed our survey. We've had quite a lot of you take part. We really, really appreciate that. Today is the the final day to do it. A link to do so is in your episode notes. And uh, of course, if you do, there's a chance you could win a $200 Dan Murphy's gift card. As I said, link to do it in your episode notes. It'll only take a few minutes and it'll really make our day. That's all from us and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com